Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. So we have a couple of announcements when we're before we get into the questions today, and also we have a story from Luke that we're going to go into. But the thing that's probably most interesting to the most people is that this week we have released a new Anki deck, and it's actually a very useful Anki deck for people of many different levels in Chinese. And uh, that's because of how we've broken it down. But it's called Conversation Connectors. So, uh, Luke, you were the one who initially really wanted to do this. So maybe you could talk a little bit about why this deck is awesome. Yeah, so I saw this on, uh, it was uh, Anthony Anthony Lauder's website. I think uh. this is a guy that specializes in Czech, or at least he did at the time. And the, the term Conversation Connectors is, is his idea, I believe. And uh, it, it was, I've also seen it on... Um, Benny, the Irish polyglot, the Irish mm. guy who, who speaks a lot of languages, he run, fluent in three months, that website that he runs. I remember him doing an article about Anthony Lauder, and that's when I actually heard about this. Yeah. So yeah. the idea is to basically to get to fluency quicker, because obviously we're all about, you know, read, listen, um, build, take your time, you know, learn characters and, and do it from the ground up. But obviously you want, occasionally you want a bit of a boost, you know, top down boost. Yeah. So you learn some phrases top down. When, when we say top down, for those that don't know, we mean... You don't necessarily know all of the characters or even the words that are involved in the phrase. You just sort of drum it into your head, kind of like a Rosetta Stone or Pimsa mm -hmm. style. And you know, we're usually against that for the most part, but like sometimes it's fun to do so because you get you can it helps you link words together easier, and that's what the connector part is all about. Right, so these right. are what these are these conversation connectors are general phrases, sometimes fixed phrases. Sometimes they're sort of, they can go at the beginning, sometimes the middle, sometimes the end of things that you're saying. Uh, sometimes they are sort of a little bit and then you fill something in the middle and then uh, another little bit at the end. Mm -hmm. So lots of different phrases like that. For example, um, well, the thing about that is, you know, yeah. or um, yeah. uh, I don't know, I've, I've looked at hundreds of them recently. But <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. think of any off the top of my head. Well, it's just essentially what it is is, I need some time to think right now Essentially without you is, interrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, like Phil just did it there. Essentially what it is is, <laughs> right, right yeah. that's, that is a, a conversation connector. Or uh, you can often say filler phrases. I guess that's another thing we could say mm. uh, in case we get copyrighted or something. <laughs> right. But um, I just thought it'd be really good. So I, I found a huge list of them. They're originally for Spanish. There was like 400 of them, 420 mm. originally. And I, I paid a, we paid a, a translator to translate it all in Chinese, get rid of the ones that are really awkward or don't really make, don't really translate very well, mm -hmm. and then just put them into a flashcard deck. Yeah. And for the people that are, are on the course, we've actually, similar to the, all the other materials, you know, we, we introduce sentences or phrases or paragraphs or even whole stories that they, they unlock once you've learned enough percentage of them, right? Yeah, essentially we've taken away the top-down word issue with it because, you know, while you're right that mm. these can totally be learned top down because yeah. they're you're going to get why they're useful like you'll see many of them you'll go yeah i want to be able to say that uh and so you'll be motivated enough mm. just by desire to want to be able to integrate it into your speech but we've still want to take as much effort out of it as possible so starting at the end of level 13 mm. we'll add a lesson just after the level review that says uh these conversation connectors were unlocked and based on level 13 and what you've accumulated up until now, there are mo almost all the characters you know and occasionally if there's one character, only one, mm. we limited it to one that you don't know, then we'll give you the top down word on the front of the flashcard. Uh, but ultimately, it's gonna be way easier that way and you can integrate it quite quickly you know, because of that. And there's also example sentences for almost all of them. I would say about 80% of them. Mm. There's an example sentence using the phrase. And so mm. those will still give you the pinion for because, you know, occasionally they'll have a, 
a few top-down words in them, but generally speaking, you're going to be able to understand how it fits into context really quickly, especially once you start reading more of the stories and opinions and paragraphs. Mm. And uh, it's really for spoken. It's about yeah. you're getting your spoken Chinese better. That's what I like about it, because the course is so heavy on input, input, input. And then we are our philosophy at the moment anyway, with the courses it currently is, is just to say, hey, one day you go and speak whenever you want. You can start speaking right now if you want, but go and get lessons on Tutor Mandarin or, or, or um, italki or whatever it is and sort that out yourself. But we also want give to a, give a little boost to your speaking as well ourselves. So this is our way of doing that for now anyway. We're going to add a lot more. I mean, it's not an exhaustive list by any, by any means. Yeah. Um, there's, like, even off the top of my head, I can think of a bunch that we haven't included in there that exist. I mean, yeah. they're almost infinite in the amount of phrases, but... Um, but for now, it's a, it's a great little sort of injection into the course, and hopefully you'll like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know what it is? It's like targeted input because yeah, targeted it's, input. the process doesn't change. Like you still mm. have to input and understand something before you can reasonably output it. Mm. But if you go directly to the thing that you're going to need to output very soon and acquire that quickly, mm. then you'll go through the process of getting the output as quickly as possible. And then you're, you'll be surprised if you keep inputting how that extra time that you gain just from saying that, you know, like, well, essentially it comes down to that extra second or two you get allows your brain to figure out, oh, yeah, th here's what I actually think is what it essentially yeah. comes down and to. And it, it, it sort of gets rid of the, the, the idea of having to go, uh, or just have complete silence or just say, nigga, nigga, joshi, like the, it basically makes also the people that you're listening to or the person that's listening to you feel more comfortable waiting for you to speak. You know? Exactly, yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah, totally. Um, so that was the first uh, announcement. And the second thing is that, um, and the reason why we're you know back in two-person format is because uh, I want to hear a story from Luke because Luke's had quite an interesting cultural experience, <laughs> you know, and personal experience. And it's, unfortunately, it's, you know, sort of a in a kind of the more tragic end of the scale, your um, father-in-law passed away. Yes. But you got yeah. to see the entire process of the funeral and leading up to the funeral and after. And that must have been, I've never had that experience since coming here. So I'm quite curious about what that was like. You said that you had a few things you thought about it. Yeah, very different is the key. I mean, it, first of all, I mean, I don't want to go into any details that uh, we all understand. So I don't want to bring everyone down. You know, things about death and things that like, everyone knows about these sorts of things. And I don't need to bring that sort of stuff up. Um, but I just wanted to bring out some key differences, I guess, that I found between the Chinese funeral, specifically the Chinese sort of, uh, I guess you could say, maybe you can think of a better phrase for this, but the countryside mm. Chinese funeral, uh, as it's different from the, very different from the Western and even different from uh, Chinese people that live in cities. It's yeah. very different. Mm -hmm. It's the most traditional form uh, of, I've, I've just never seen so many, Many ceremonies packed over such a long period in such a small, you know, in, in such a well, in such a dense, yeah, yeah. dense way, you know. So, well, I think this makes sense because you mentioned during Spring Festival when you came back from uh, their your um, wife's hometown over Spring Festival. I remember thinking, man, there's a lot of uh, traditions that they're kind of putting into this. Do you think it's probably because yeah. maybe there's just in rural areas people are a little bit more tight knit. You know. Very much so. Very yeah. much. So. I mean, this place is, I've mentioned it before. This is a place of 1500 people. Mm -hmm. And it's a small town in the real sense of a small town. And mm -hmm. everyone knows each other. In fact, a lot of people that live in that town are of the same bloodline. Mm. They're all Yang. Wow. You know, m my wife is Yang. And uh, a lot of them have the same bloodline. But like, these neighbors keep coming in. All day. Well, let me let me just give an outline first of all, because this and by the way, I'm going to forget loads of details. I'm as you guys know, I'm not the best storyteller at the best of times, but this has just got like, 
there's so many details to it. So I'm just going to, I'll, I'll give you a rough outline first of all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and by the way, I've, I've talked to my wife. She's absolutely fine with me sharing these details, obviously. Right, right. Um, so the first, he actually passed away at one one thirty in the afternoon. Um, I don't remember the exact day, but it was one thirty in the afternoon. And he died of lung cancer, unfortunately. And uh, he died fairly peacefully. But as he was taking his last breath, we were all there with him. And the entire village before he passed away had all come to visit him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I met, in fact, when we drove him back from the hospital, there was a hundred, I, I don't know how many, but at least a hundred people just waiting mm-hmm. in the village, just all gathered there in the middle of the night um, and uh, t- all, all carrying him in. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. It, was, it, was pretty, uh, it was pretty intense that way. So, and obviously he passed away. And as he was taking his final breaths, there were, everyone was washing him with a flannel. Um, and making sure he was clean. And as he took his last breath, they immediately um, put these <clears throat> sort of traditional clothes on him. Yeah. Just dressed. It was, and I, I was there helping um, and just like wow. keep, to prop him up as they put on the shirts and the jacket and just about five layers of all these different clothes. And no, uh, during this time, no one was allowed to cry. Because if, if your tears fall on his body, it's like, a, it's, a, it's very difficult for him to, his spirit wow. to leave. And, so many details that, and so many things that they did, but I probably didn't even catch. Right, that I, hmm. that there's got so many different um, connotations to it. But that was one of the key things. So obviously, we're all trying to hold in our tears, like trying because I've never seen anyone. I've never even seen a, 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 a person that's not alive before. I've only, uh, let alone watch someone mm-hmm. pass away. So it's very intense for everybody involved, especially my wife and her two sisters. And um, uh, so everyone's like holding it in, and uh, we we bring in this refrigerated coffin into the room and we all carefully put him in the coffin and we wheel the coffin out of his bedroom into the main room as you walk in. And it's sort of designed for this situation, really. Mm-hmm. It's very wide and it's designed as you walk in the front door to have like with a huge like sort of painting on the back wall mm. and a sort of wide wall. And we put him up against that and put the cover on him, uh, made sure he was all you know neat and tidy and everything like that. And this is the bit that, stuck out for me the most in the entire uh four days which was the the amount of time that the funeral went over Mm -hmm. as soon as he was safely in the coffin everyone was allowed to cry no no one told me this right everyone in the entire room this room is a tight is a relatively small room it's packed with about at this point 40 or 50 people just like shoulder to shoulder Mm -hmm. and as soon as he's put in in the thing everyone just starts screaming at the top of their voice and goes down to their knees one person starts beating the coffin um my you know my wife and her sisters are just screaming the loudest as they put like just mm-hmm. at the top of their lungs i'm just i'm i'm down on my knees i'm obviously crying as well it's a very intense situation and and, and then the, the the two sort of sons-in-laws you know mm-hmm. the husbands of the, the other two sisters are like luke get over here now <laughs> like come and take care of your wife sort of thing she's like just collapse on the floor you know and it's very, you know, and, and that's the idea. You're supposed to let it out. Mm-hmm. This is, and, and this is one of the things that, have, uh, the first thing that's strikingly different, apart from all of, of the obvious things, like, you know, dressing them up immediately and all that stuff, like the, the Buddhism, it's all related to Buddhism, all these different ceremonies that they have and customs. That's one of the key overall differences between the Chinese and the Western funeral is that I found, which is you just, you ha- you not only encouraged you're not supposed to let it out you're encouraged to and in fact if you don't let it out it's, it's bad 
Mm. You know, and you have to do it a lot. Well, but after being told to restrain it. Because, like, when you first told me about this, yeah, I was yeah, like... Don't, no one's allowed to... Like, yeah. they're very serious. If you're going to cry, get out. If you're going to cry, get out, because you can't cry right now. Yeah, and, you know, it's, I don't yeah. know if this is the reasoning behind mm. it. I mean, obviously, the story is because spirits and whatever, but that's basically just the story. I think the reasoning behind it might be that it's like, well... Who wants to see their family crying in their last moments, right? So it's kind of like, at this point. Well, yeah, okay. So like, but basically, it's like if you overshoot, you go okay. Until we're in this point, mm. there's no way possible that this person will see their family members in pain towards mm. the end. But then they recognize. But you can't just do that forever. So as soon as this is the moment, okay, that's the moment yeah. you let it go. That's amazing. It's like the transition from from being sort of from passed away to being ready for the spirit world, sort of like mm -hmm. dressing, dressing him up and stuff like that. So yeah. once that's ready, okay, now you can let it out. And everyone let it out big time. And uh, um, and then, you know, everyone sort of leaves the room and everyone, and then we have to start dressing up into these, start putting on these white sort of clothes. We've got an IE in the next room, sort of an old lady who's again related, but she's been living next door to my father-in-law for many years and she's there rapidly like so in the same room like as he was as he, as he passed away and just like sewing up these hats these white hats made of cotton and these sort of over sort of coverings that we have to put on and she's rapidly like sewing them all together and all the the three sons-in-laws we're kind of i guess the, the vips as it were of the the situation we don't actually we have to probably do the least uh we have the least responsibilities we, we, we have to pay for everything which is fine but in terms of doing stuff, we have mm -hmm. the least responsibilities. The pe the sons and the daughters and the cousins and what the people that are related to my father-in-law, but to the deceased, but but uh, sort of like lower down, if you like, so sort of uh, younger people, mm -hmm. um, and his daughters, they have to actually sit by his coffin for three days, straight, right, like right. all day. So that like from one thirty in the afternoon um, until like that whole day. That wow. was the first day. And then the second day, same thing, just sit there all day. And the third day, again, sit there all day next to his coffin. But that, the third day, we moved his coffin to the actual wooden coffin, from the refrigerated coffin to the, the wooden coffin, mm -hmm. right? So, which is about a ton, by the way. It's like three, four times the size of a normal, uh, of a normal sort of Western coffin. Uh, so anyway, the like, and, that, and then the fourth day, we actually go and bury him. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was a very long, drawn-out process. And... The, one, one of the, so what did they thing, say was the reason that they had to sit by the coffin for three days straight? Didn't I don't know, but yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's it's fairly instinctive. I mean, it's it's clearly just to show respect, yeah, and, yeah. and sort of take care of him. Because the idea is, that as soon as he passed away, he doesn't just go to what they consider heaven or anything like that. He's sort of hanging around the family uh -huh. uh, for several days. Now, funerals can be three days, they can be five, they can be seven days. It depends on the feng shui of the situation and mm -hmm. he, he before he passed away that they they figured that out long before uh, mm -hmm. that so we already knew it was going to be three days so they're sitting there this is, this is another very uh unique aspect to it is they're all sitting there wearing these white clothes slightly different white clothes from what we're wearing the three sons-in-laws but and we could just hang around and just sort of watch or play on a phone or just whatever we need to do speak to people um but they have to sit there all day and then came the very interesting part which is Everyone from the neighborhood, uh, people that have traveled from however far away to get to the funeral, just keep coming for the next three days. Just to come visit his his uh, his coffin and his, his before he gets buried. Mm. Basically, from about two p.m. to about eight p.m., just people are constantly coming in. And as soon as they come in the courtyard of the house and sort of walk into the main door, mm. they're crying. 
and they're sort of it's kind of like fake crying but not like they have to cry so for mm -hmm. some people it's, you know not everyone can do it but he was a very highly loved and respected man so most of it was course it was all real but it was just especially the men you know they have to come and they have to they do this sort of like wailing three times in a row you know so mm -hmm. they have to, you come in and you cook a hole you cut hole so you put your head on the, on the floor and you cry and they basically just wail you mm -hmm. know for and every single person that comes in whether it's a man if it's the man that comes in a man and he cries and bows then all of them all of the, the men and the boys that are there next to his coffin all have to cry and bow as well Oh, so, wow. And the same for the women, but the the the, the, the women are, I I noticed were expected to make a much bigger deal out of it, especially because they're his daughters. Right, right. So picture this: like they're all very sad. They just watched their father die, but they have to keep crying and loudly and mm. very like emphatically every time a woman comes in or women come in as a group and cry in front of his coffin, and it's all day. So mm. it's like several groups an hour for like, well, the first day was like six, seven hours. The second day was like a full day from yeah. early morning till late at night, just all day, people coming in, father, cry, oh, like screaming and shouting every single time all throughout the day. It was, right. I was tiring for me to watch and listen to, let alone yeah. actually having to do it. And this is not deriding it in any way. I don't think it's, uh, it obviously freaked me out, right? We don't mm -hmm. do that. And my, my father's funeral, um, I mean, my father certainly wasn't as loved or respected as, as, as hers was, but still everyone was there trying to hold everything in, mm -hmm. you know, and we did it, it took about 45 minutes and then that was it, you know, mm. bye bye dad, you know? Um, and it was just, it was, we're supposed to show Beethoven. We're supposed to show mm -hmm. this is a tragedy. I'm in pain. Here's my pain all day, every day for mm -hmm. several days. Um, and you know, we had fun in the evening to, to, we're not allowed to have too much fun. You're not allowed to just go get wasted or anything like that, but everyone drinking every night for like four nights in a row, but no one's allowed to get crazy drunk. Cause it's like, you're not supposed to war a casein. You're not supposed to, you know, have a good, good time. You're supposed to just sort of drown your sorrows, you know? And, right. Right. And, uh, every, it's almost yeah. like, I was just thinking about this. This is just really interesting. Cause I've never heard of this tradition before mm. this. What's so it's almost like the tradition is basically saying like, you have to come to terms with this. Like, yes. come to terms with it yes. right now. Like, sit. You're was, his daughter. Yes. That means you have to sit there for sit three there next full to his days. Corpse. And like, you yes. know, if there was any pain in you, you have to express it as much yes. as possible. And it's you know, it's not to say that like on day four, then therefore it's like, oh, forget about you. But it's almost yeah. like, yeah, you. The tradition forces you to just be like, you can't think about anything else. No. Nothing's more important than this. You have to come to terms with this. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you mentioned that, and and that reminds me that the whole village or whoever's involved in the funeral at all. Um, they all sit in a big tent down the road, which is like literally just a few feet, like, you know, I'd say like 50 meters away from his actual house because it's such a small village, right? Had this big tent set up and uh, his friends and, and colleagues that he used to work with on the farm, he was a farmer, um, they would organize breakfast, lunch and dinner under this tent. Mm -hmm. And we're all sitting, they have to wear these white clothes every day and it's, it's sweltering heat, by the way. And everyone's just like uh, sitting there drinking warm beer and eating this. It was great food, by the way. It was great food. But just, mm -hmm. uh, no one's allowed to leave the premises, essentially. You're not allowed to go anywhere. You know, you can't just like, obviously, if you're this family, you're not allowed. Obviously, if you're just like a, a neighbor, you've got to get on with your work or whatever. Mm -hmm. You come mm -hmm. in, you cry, you leave, and then maybe you come back the next day and cry a bit more. Um, mm -hmm. But that's that's the general gist. But anyone that's closely related, especially by blood, by blood or just like close friends, 
they're there for three whole days and they don't leave the premises all mm. day you know and wow yeah so and, it, and again that's because and we're wearing white sorry i didn't mention this but we're wearing white and it kind of looks like a turban you have to sort of wear turbans and like these white kind of like scorpion from uh, mortal kombat <laughs> to where they sort of like oh, right, but right. like white um <laughs> And like these belts, these sashes, and different sashes denote your relation to him. Like we have thick sashes because we're like sons-in-laws, but uh -huh. most people have thin sashes and stuff. Okay. All these little details, though. And uh, we wear white because his spirit's just sort of wandering around aimlessly, and uh, but around the area, and we have to guide him. Mm. We have to say, oh, that you have to come, you know, stay around here, hang out with us. Don't just go wandering off. You know, the white is so he can, because the spirits apparently can only see white yeah. um, or something like that. Um, and all day we have this like sort of stick, sort of uh, little mini mini um, scarecrow sort of looking thing with like cotton over it, which represents his spirit. And it's mm -hmm. hanging out. It's just like hanging out. Um, what would you say? Like leaning against the gate mm. outside the front gate of the house. Okay. And it sort of represents him. You know. Right. So on the final day, uh, we that was the day where we moved. By the way, every day we wake up at like four a.m. and mm -hmm. we set off fireworks, um, burn money. Yeah. Uh, fake, well, not real money, fake money. Like you, you, you can look it up online. It's just like sort of thin paper that you burn yeah. in and it's one yeah. dish, um, which is, to, by the way, to give him money to basically, it's similar to like the river sticks, you know, pay the toll mm -hmm. to get across or have money in the afterlife. I think, I think that's more the one actually, the latter right, is like pay, right. just be rich in the afterlife. Um, and on the third day, that's when we take his refrigerator coffin and we, wheel it out in the morning and we put it next to the wooden coffin. We don't put him in it yet though. We just put him next to it and again, plug it in, make sure it's refrigerated. Um, and it's just gonna sit outside in a tent right next to where we were eating for the previous two days. Mm -hmm. And um, that morning we all wear white. And again, we don't really have to do this as the sons-in-laws, but um, we followed a par sort of like a parade or a concession, is it? Like a group of people, like, like, like mm. uh, including my wife and her sisters and everyone else there's probably about 20 other people all dressed in white with these hats they basically play this traditional music mm. um and walk up the road about 200 meters and then sit next to this and kneel down next to the main road burn a load of money and all start screaming crying on their knees again mm. and this is just to, because it's the final day his spirit's been wandering around for a few days so it's all to just be like okay this is the final day dad you know follow us guide we'll guide you so they walk up the road and they walk back down again, all the while playing this loud music, offsetting off fireworks constantly, of, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and then take him sort of back to where the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the sort of uh, the coffin is again, lead him back there. And it's, you go back there and it's all set up with a lovely picture of him and all, the, all these sweets and chocolates and all this food next to the wooden coffin. And, you know, it's, it's, it's more of the same, but just outside this time, it's just all bowing every day. But this, this day was a little bit different because. I had a certain responsibility along with the other two sons-in-laws to make a special kind of bow. And um, they, they were very serious about this because I, I've, I've been pretty good at exercise my entire life, did like martial arts, dancing, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so it wasn't a really big deal to me, but they were like, you've got to do four, uh, four bows tomorrow. And it's a very special kind of bow. You don't have to do it. They're all very nice to me, by the way. This is another key thing. Sorry, I keep forgetting stuff. But they were very nice to me in a way that, and this is why I love my wife's family so much. In fact, one of the guys actually turned around to me because I had to like curtail a lot. And he's like, you, if you don't like to bow to other people in your culture, 
Mm-hmm. We'll we'll figure something out for you. You can do something else. You can nod or something like that. We'll figure it out. Mm. Like no, I can bow. It's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're not that full of ourselves. You know? <laughs> and there's yeah. this special sort of style of bowing, right? I can't really do it with this camera. Like, you probably can't see, but it's basically like you sort of like you're there and you got to sort of lean over and scoop up mm-hmm. and sort of come up here. Yeah. And then you get you sort of like carefully get down your knee in a special way, and then you sort of curtail you mm-hmm. actually touch your head to the floor you get up and you do this again and then that's one and you do that yeah. four times for those of you who are only on audio what basically that the what would be required of core strength to do that and like also getting your head to hit the floor that would be a, that would be tough yeah <laughs> it was all right it was all right yeah. but like you know I, I i actually practiced it and um the the second night the night before they were like my, my other father, because you know, my, my, my wife's foster father, who's actually the brother of her real father, oh. to her uncle, it's complicated. But anyway, he's, he's her dad too, right? Um, he's like, why don't you, like, because the, the mum's sitting there and she is wrecked, obviously, for obvi- obviously, right? But she's wrecked in the terms, in the way of like, she's spent her whole life just serving this man, you know? She's, she doesn't, you know, she's a very sweet lady who's done nothing else but love and care for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's gone. And so she, she's sitting there sort of burning money, sort of not really speaking. So he goes, he's trying to like, you know, spice, you know, just, what would you say? Like, just cheer her up a little bit. And you're mm-hmm. like, Luke, why don't you show us that bow? And I did it like just pretty, pretty much perfectly because it's, it's a piece of piss really. It's, not, it's, not <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually pretty easy. <laughs> right. And, um, but I, I did it four times and I did it properly. And I turn around, this, this woman's crying. Mm-hmm. And it was so sweet. She was just, she was like, you did that so well. You know, my, my, my husband would be really proud for her. And I was just like, great. Okay, mm-hmm. I get to, got to help a little bit. So yeah, yeah. anyway, the next day, again, hundreds of people, at least two, 300 people out there in the streets it, towards the end of the day. This is, we've just like moved his refrigerated coffin into the real coffin using a crane. It's this whole big deal. Look at like, the, 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 the close family will look at his face one last time before they put him away. And then we walk up the street a little bit before we go head to the actual uh, burial site. And we're all supposed to do this four, this like four bow thing. Mm. And I, yeah, I was getting a bit nervous still because there's so many people watching, right? And I was wondering how they, because as people were doing it, everyone's just taking the piss out of them. It's so funny. Like, because they're, <laughs> they're sort of they're joking. And they're all Northerners, like you got to remember, right? Northerners really like to, they're kind of like British people in a way, like to, t- like to t- make fun of each other and, you know, just, we call it taking the piss, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not expect that at all because everything's been so solemn the entire time. No smiling, except when we're eating together. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like everyone's out there ready to start bowing to this guy, right? And um, again, like before we did all this thing, like the second son-in-law, the middle one, he kept saying to me, he's like, people might laugh at you. In fact, they probably will laugh at you, but they're not laughing at you sort of make fun of you because you're a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Like they, they make fun of everyone, right? And he kept <laughs> saying this very emphatically. Like, yeah. They're not taking the piss out of you because of who yeah, you yeah. are. It was very sweet, you know? And I didn't think they would anyway because I know these people. Um, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I did not expect this. I, it turns out I was the only one that they didn't take the piss out of. Right? Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so like the, the two sons-in-laws went first. I was the th- I'm the youngest one, so I go last. And uh, they do it. They they do their thing. And the second son-in-law goes, and someone actually pulls his leg out as he goes to, <laughs> as he goes to bow. Oh my god! <laughs> like, no, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. Don't do that. You know, stop pulling legs. Like, and um, I went to go, and the old men. There's always these very old men who are like conducting and hosting the ceremonies. 
And he's like, you don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. Not because you're not allowed to. It's just like, no, 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 we're not going to make you embarrass yourself to do that. We know that you wear. They were just, I got to keep saying this. Uh, I got to keep making make this very clear. Like the fact that I was even participating in everything, mm -hmm. they were just so happy about. Mm -hmm. The fact that I was drinking with everyone and in the evenings, even when I could go to bed or play on my phone or watch a movie or whatever it is, I was still hanging out with everyone, eating barbecue and drinking and hosting the other people that were responsible for organizing the funeral and thanking them and all this stuff. They were just so happy I was doing all that, that I was even there, that mm -hmm. they were like, you don't need to do all this extra stuff. It's like, all right, you know, stop being a, stop being a boffin or whatever, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to go the extra mile. And I was like, no, no. I practiced this. I'm going to do it. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did it. I did it fine. I didn't fall over. I didn't. No one pulled out my leg. In fact, as I was doing it, right, they were just like, "Don't do it. Don't touch the Laowai's legs." All right, come on. <laughs> like, he's just learnt this. Like, don't. No one do it. This old man was like, really. Um, and everyone was happy. Everyone gave me, oh yeah, they gave me a really round of applause. They all started like That is kind of funny that the first two people, they're just like, ah, and then for you, they're just like, hmm, well done. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was it. And then we took him to his, uh, after a very long three, I know, it was, again, it was long for me. I don't even want to know how long it was for, you know, my yeah. wife. And it was, it was obviously much more difficult for them. Um, took him to his, uh, his fundi, his, uh, place where we buried him which is right next to his farm where he worked 40 years and uh set off more fireworks and then the next day i left you know yeah. it was uh it was unique it was intense it was beautiful and i don't just mean that because it's like oh different cultures they also appreciate the different cultures yes, not i don't mean i don't yeah. actually mean that in like a i think a lot of people talk like that in a very um sort of superficial way, a very sort yeah, of, yeah. even a condescending way, you know? It's like, oh, well, yes, yes, well done. You do the white thing. It's very sweet, very quaint. No, it was actually, it was beautiful. And the way they do it, I think I genuinely, I genuinely have a huge amount of respect for the amount of respect they give, not just to the deceased, but each other. Mm -hmm. um, just ceremonies, traditions. We don't have that anymore, or at least I certainly don't. Mm -hmm. And we're, I think that's dying in our culture in a, in a, in a huge way. It already ha already has to a, to a large degree. And it was just it was awesome to witness. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's definitely. I think death is a bit of a culture culture transcending type of thing because it's like everybody has to deal with it. It's something that's deeper than culture. I mean, like we've been having to deal with the deaths of family members way deeper than society. You know, into yeah. our uh, history. So it makes sense. And I mean the the what's on top of it the way that they do the customs sure that'll be different but it's like it's so clearly over something that's very universal amongst uh, all all people and mm. just uh you know something we all got to deal with but it's amazing to see it in another context but i gotta say i did say i did turn around to to my wife and i was like so she's your cousin how many cousins do you have how many brothers how many sisters all this stuff i see this is like 50 or something <laughs> like i was like do we have to fly here every time <laughs> for three, five, seven days? She yeah. said, she said, probably not. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it was very, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> well, listen, actually, here's what I think we should do. Um, this is a great story. I think let's, let's make this a separate podcast and mm. just, you know, release it as uh, just a, a standalone podcast. And then we'll do um, 
the other customer service question in a different podcast. We'll make sure we get out the customer service one as soon as uh, it's ready to go. But uh, just as a reminder to everyone, we mentioned the conversation connectors at the beginning. There's a link in the description mm. uh, for a page where you can get one that is available to the public. For those of you on the course, uh, you're going to get it anyway. But uh, for those of you not in the course, first of all, what are you doing uh, with your life? But second <laughs> of all, uh, you can check out the link below. Such and, a salesman. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are, you, are you stupid? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew that that was the what they taught in uh, sales school. All right, cool. <laughs> so let's uh, let's wrap it up here. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing that, Luke. That was a uh, really. Well, I hope it didn't bring anyone down too much. I hope it was enlightening a little, to some extent. Fascinating. And um, yeah, thanks yeah. guys for listening.